music under it, but I'll just do it. Welcome back to How E Mandel Does Stuff. And you're Jacqueline Schultz. And we all do stuff. And uh, we're continuing uh, this episode with uh, the shenanigans and tomfoolery of my good friend and brilliant comic and new papa and husband and I guess spokesperson for free for like a website that has threesomes. Brad Williams <laughs> is continuing. <laughs> like, uh, so I did, I did a show one time in Odessa, Texas. And uh, during the show, I had to kick out a heckler. When the show was done, I was going to my car with the opening act. And so we, we saw some headlights turn on from a pickup truck. And a guy started the truck and yelled out the window, Kill the dwarf! Oh, so he used the right terminology. Yes. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> but I wasn't going to stop and be like, oh, thank you for the terminology. I appreciate you. Not uh, a Texan in a pickup truck yells out, kill the dwarf. You run. Can, can you swear? We've said paintbrush. You fucking run. Okay. Right. Yeah. You, you, you go. So, uh, yeah. So, for me, it's all about context. Did you get away? Yes, thank God. That wasn't one of the car accidents that you were referring no, to? No, that was not one of the car accidents. That Is that really true? You've been hit by a car? Three times. Yes. Where uh, are you from? Uh, Orange County, California. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I've, now when I say hit, you you may think, oh, three car accidents, he's, Brad's a bad driver. I was not in the car for e for either of the three times. You're a pedestrian. Yes. All three were very similar where I'm walking in a parking lot. Someone turns on their car, backs up, and says, and "Screams, kill the dwarf," <laughs> <laughs> and and they feel a little thump thump and think that they just ran over someone. Wait, they backed box. over you? Uh, once the tires have never gone over me. Uh, but, but did you get knocked over? Yes. Were you uh, under the car? Uh, no. Two times I went to the side. They knocked me to the side. One time I jumped up and and actually was able to get up on the the trunk. So uh, that's got to scare the shit out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! And then Brad's on your trunk. <laughs> you just like look back. Yeah. So that's like a scary happened, movie. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They thought, yeah, they thought it was. I still know what you did last summer. Did you get hurt? Hook. Yeah, not not severely. Nothing crazy, but yeah, some some bumps and bruises. So yes, I I used to sell a shirt that says I break for little people, so we can advertise. That, uh, you know, now we have backup cameras and beepers and things like that. It, I could have used these things years ago. It, it would have yeah, and you think they came out of that? that we came out with those <laughs> kind of inventions because of you? Yes. Probably some, Probably someone had a family member or friend that was taken from us in a very similar way and thought, never again, and then invented the backup camera. I'm almost sure of it. But, I have an idea for a shirt for you. Okay. For, for me? Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. Do you know what you're sitting on? <laughs> Wait. The chairs. Oh, the chairs? Yeah. Do, do you do you often ask people, do you know what you're sitting on? I was yeah. trying to avoid it today because she makes fun of me. I'm always I just saying it. Of it. Look at the plaque there, Brad. Do you know what you're sitting on? I even read that upside down. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's the Johnny Carson seats. That's yeah, this is just from the you know the front yeah. row of the I thought Tonight Merv Show. Griffin had the whole thing, no? Remember that? You're talking about the Mer Griffin set. That yeah. was in uh, Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm getting my realities and my shows mixed up. Oh, that that's fantastic. You have you. So you have three. You have three chairs here from that. That's the, now. Do you have the rest of the set somewhere else? I do have pieces of uh, of the set. I have some of his uh, Johnny Carson's wow. um, uh, 
comedy that he did from the desk, like the cards that he yeah, would hold yeah, up. Yeah. I have that over there, which is the center booth from the original Caesar's Palace. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, How do you find these things? I don't. I steal and <laughs> take. He's a hoarder. I'm a hoarder okay. of everybody else's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, there's no reason for me to have Johnny Carson seats or the Caesar's Palace seats, but I, I love just. Now, is, is there like one, so like our mutual friend, Adam Carolla, collects Paul Newman race cars. That's right. What, that's what he collects. Is, is there like one thing? Yes. One I have over 3,500 bottles of Paul Newman ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for the kids. He's got the charity. So it's really for the kids. Yeah. So good job. I don't really collect anything because I am a hoarder. Okay. Like people, and you find this in this business, people will give you a thing. You go to a yeah. club, they give you a t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I never throw anything out. Okay. I don't look, uh, is my that... kid is still here. <laughs> I was about to make a Texas joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, I was, I was, never mind. Do you want more kids? Uh, no. We want we 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 want one and done because of when uh, our daughter was born, uh, and then the world shut down, and we had and we essentially had to parent by ourselves. Like we 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 couldn't have any help because we didn't want to get anyone sick, or knows we didn't want to get her sick. So uh, yeah, we was all us. So based on that experience, we're like, well, we're not doing that again. Yeah. No. I'm not having a child in a world pandemic again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is so, she like the epitome of a pandemic baby where you see those videos afterwards when they go out to like the supermarket for the first time and they're just like, oh my gosh, after kinda, a year? I've seen a lot, a lot of videos where a lot of young kids uh -huh. now think that every item is hand sanitizer dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> like they walk up to shopping carts and just hold their hands under them. Like, and they just expect hand sanitizer. Like, wow, the side effects we never saw coming. But, um, yes, um, my daughter doesn't do well with strangers right now. And uh, especially strangers that come in and like say something loudly like, hey, like like that scares her. And you have strangers walk in and go, hey, yeah. <laughs> We're we're on the we're on that that's one of the stops on the uh, Star Homes tours. Yeah, yeah they stop for my house and they go, oh no, you can just go up to Brad's house and scre scream, scream as shit. No, but we have friends that come over, but she hasn't met them before, and so they're str they're strangers to her. And then how old is she now? She's I'm doing that weird math. She's uh 18 months, 19 months. Right. Yeah. And w at what point do you stop counting the months? We we haven't with two her. years, 24 months, two years. Yes. Okay. Good. We're we're on the same page. Why? Because that's when they stop counting the months in like clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, then it's just your two. Because, oh, your then four. that's good. I'm going to stop because I was going with your three thousand six hundred and forty months, and you look great for your age. You, you. You, you, you don't look a day over three thousand months. To Thank be you. honest with you, Thank so you. that's great, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so I don't. If we do have another child, uh, and we've talked about this, my uh, my wife and I, where we'd want to adopt. And we'd want to adopt um, a dwarf child, and we went real silly and fun. Now we'll get slightly serious. Um, there's a lot of dwarf children that are out there that you that you can adopt because parents have the kid, and they go, mm, I don't want to deal with that. So they put the kid up for adoption, and that's very common. And uh, so we'd like to do that at some point. A lot of uh, a lot of dwarf children come from China because they had the one child policy. So if you have your one child and that one child happens to be a little person, uh, they're more than likely not going to keep that child. Oh my gosh. It, 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 it's horrible. It's very sad. So, but if we do have another kid, that's how we would do it. And hopefully they'd be potty trained and sleeping and 
like we'd go through that first phase all already. Like <laughs> like we'd be past. Oh, he's talking about an older one. Yeah. Okay. Like, like a three or four year old. That's what that's what we're looking for. Though with girls, if mm-hmm. they're not potty trained, they'll always uh, that ensures they'll always be home early and you'll know where they are. <laughs> Very true. Ooh, I'm kind of weighing the options now. Yeah. Are yeah. You, uh, are you, are your daughter's well, that's not even close to potty no. training. No, 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 no. Year 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 and a half. She's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but your wife is potty trained, right? Thank God uh, that I wouldn't want to have to change two sets of diapers right Just now. Just don't potty train your daughter, is what he's saying. You know and what? then you don't have to Not worry gonna. about guys usually. Exactly. Yeah. That was always my thing. If uh, <laughs> like if I took out a woman and she shit herself, yeah. I would just crack the window and take her home <laughs> because that's my, that you're is such my, a, you're such a gentleman. Howie. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> and I would turn the car around counterclockwise. We would discuss it. I'm taking you home. You shit yourself. I'm going to move. Counter, yes. Howie gonna, Mandel is a professional comedian. What are you working on now? What are you, are you touring? Just, did you get back on the road at all? Yes. I'm now back on the road pretty full time. Uh, if you look at my tour schedule, you can see, uh, I've got dates almost every weekend until, uh, I think, yeah, August 2022 is my... my Are you nervous life. out there? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I am. Um, like I said, I'm fully vaxxed. Uh, I don't hang around, uh, like, with the... And I even do meet and greets after the shows. Really? Yeah. And, and Snowballing. I, yeah, snow, just snowballing <laughs> everybody. I try to do the Howie Mandel, like, the... This bump. Fist bump and then just kind of okay, let's take our photo and I I don't touch people anymore. I, I try to keep my hands Sounds like, like yeah my whole life yeah and uh, and I know there's a risk. But why wouldn't you cut out the meet and greets? Like why wouldn't you do something different? Because uh, uh, that's where I make a lot of money afterward. <laughs> oh, you sell the shirts? <laughs> yeah, I sell shirts and tank tops and things like that. I break so, for yeah. Short I, I I now yeah now I have a shirt that says I'm at the perfect height to punch you in the dick. Uh, <laughs> you, you can get this shirt from my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Yeah. Uh, but yes, and that shirt came because uh, of social distancing. I I I like social distancing. I want to continue it in some way, shape, or form. So uh, I, I thought I'll wear a shirt that says I'm the perfect height to punch you in the dick, and then people will back the fuck up. So yeah, that that's the new shirt that I'm selling. And uh, but now I'm gonna have to do don't yuck my yum. I think that's a great shirt. Don't yuck my yum. Yeah. I think is a great philosophy. She's a smart girl. What did she do when you met her? What, what, um, what my what? wife uh, was, and we'll probably go back to it at, uh, at some point. Uh, she was a behavioral therapist, so she would... a behavioral therapist on yes. Thrinder. Yes, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> She's pretty amazing. Talk about behavioral. Yeah, uh, I love this. For yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 specifically children with autism. Um, so she would run programs with them and. Uh, and so God bless, like she would come home some days and she would be essentially beaten up by, by the kid or, or something like just, they're they're really hard days. And from what she described to me, uh, the parents are sometimes the most difficult because they will say things like, when are you going to cure my child? And she would have to be like, I'm not right. Like I'm not and they're like, well, why are we paying you? It's like, well, I'm trying to get your kid to be able to function in everyday society there's no cure like you're you're expecting me to be a magic bullet i'm trying to get the kids so they can function so that those are very difficult conversations to have with parents obviously uh so yeah it, it, it's it's the lord's work it, they they don't get paid enough um and uh i, I she's looking well that makes me great it. that she has that background in being a mom yeah oh no that's one of the it, it's funny i've 
I've got a few comedian friends that are like, oh, I'm they're they're saying that they're going to be single for their whole lives or just going to be confirmed bachelors. And when I got married, uh, obviously, based on some of the stories you've heard, I had quite the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting on the girl from Oxnard. Uh, Is she going to answer? <laughs> I don't know. We're, 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 we're still trying to figure that out. But um, pe- people would ask me, like, when did you know that, oh, you're going to get married to that woman? And I, I would say when I looked at her and said, that's the mother of my kid. Like, that's it. Like, you can't. Because I want to be a dad at some point, and I, and I also know that I'm not going to be around a lot because of the lifestyle in terms of touring. Like, I'm only home three, four days a week. So I knew that I had to marry a woman that was very strong and could be home and would know what to do and not freak out while I'm gone because I can't do anything while I'm at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. Like, right. I, I can't. So so I did. And when I found that woman, it was like, I'm on a on a threesome app <laughs> didn't know i was gonna find her on the app right but uh but and it was one of those things where even on our first date when we were kind of joking that the third lady didn't show up the plan was okay let's meet each other let's talk let's get like let, let, let's make sure we're not psychotic and then go do a thing and then probably never see you again you know just a uh, one and done and then literally five minutes into the date we both were like ah shit i like you like th- th- this is good. This is we're doing well, and, and there's a connection. And then the more we talked, we found out we have a lot of the same values and a lot of the same uh, philosophies. And in terms of like, I always think that when you're trying to find a partner, you should find someone that fills in the gaps that you have. So like, what you are not good at, your partner should be good at. And uh, we kind of do that for each other. She is an amazing behaviorist, and she's a parent, and organizer and uh cook and everything like that i make money (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of the list that that is what i'm good at because unfortunately like i said behavioral therapist doesn't pay a lot it should but it doesn't um so yeah that that's where we kind of uh fill in the gaps and did your families accept each other yeah that was really cool because i'm i was terrified uh to meet her mother because uh, my, my wife is not a dwarf. So uh, that's how you know I'm really good at my job. <laughs> Brad, you're a comedian. Are you funny? Look, uh, that's who I got. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was terrified because, you know, um, your average parent doesn't, when they picture their, their child's eventual spouse, is not picturing someone who looks like me, is not picturing a little person. And that's just honest, you know, and uh, so I was worried, but my mother-in-law is fantastic. She she was more nervous that I would not like her. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, you, you, you made the, the you made this woman I'm in love with. Yeah, I'm a fan. You've done some good work. So uh, <laughs> I was happy with it. Um, So, yeah. Uh, and my family just loves the hell out of her. My dad, my dad tells her all the time, like how lucky I am that. Oh wow! That I, that I met her. So yeah, it, it it it's fantastic. Well, your your parents are alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are they supportive of? Uh, were they always supportive of you going into stand up comedy? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But as I, uh, they they were not supportive in a way that, as a parent, you probably should be because I dropped out of college with a year to go. 
What were, were you majoring? Uh, I was majoring in communication, so we didn't lose a cancer cure. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, it's not like we would have flying cars by now if Brad just stayed in school. No, that, that, uh, communication. So uh, I was trying to be a broadcast journalist and or like a sports announcer. That's what I was right. trying to be. And then I found comedy. I was like, well, this is what I want to do. So I dropped out. So that was a fun conversation to have with the parents. Uh, and so they didn't support it for a little bit because they wanted me to just to go back to school, get my degree, finish, and then maybe try stand-up comedy. I was like, no, I got to go now. got to go now. So, but then once I bought a house, they're like, oh, this is good. And like I had a house before but, uh, a, lot, what I was, a, lot, what, a lot of my friends. What I was wondering is, and this is just speaks to a sense of humor, You, mm-hmm. a big part of your act was being a dwarf. Yeah. And, and what life was like. And sure. I would think that even though, uh, you know, Humor is always the flip side of uh, maybe a darker a, yeah. a, a darker thing. Sure. I would imagine as a parent mm-hmm. watching my son <laughs> talk about, even though people are laughing, I'm wondering if they had any oh, reservations yeah. about you talking about what you were talking about. Um, my dad never. Wait, there's the fish guy. Oh, Where's God. the girl from Oxnard? <laughs> Can we get her on the phone or no? Do we, do we know about her? The one, I, so I called my friend. He's a comedian that was okay. performing with you that night. Oh, okay. He was like, I don't know. I was pretty drunk, so I actually Facebook phone called <laughs> the girl that I thought it was it. Yeah. She denied it really hard, but got really weird. So I think something got weird, and there might have been some snowballing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, that's a good catch up. <laughs> I don't understand what and happened. And we're done with the list. <laughs> okay. So, okay, yes. so we're talking about your parents yeah, uh, reacting to your material. Yeah, my dad was fine with it. He he loved it. Uh, he was a lawyer, so he's pu- uh, public speaking. He was very funny and uh, kind of and gave me my sense of humor uh, to kind of do a weird story like. My dad was very aware that I was different, and his goal was no, no. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna teach you how to be funny because that's gonna really help you. Are you, are you, you the are, are your parents uh, tall dwarves? No, they're all tall. I'm the only one. I've done. Do family, you have siblings? Yeah, all tall. I'm the only one. It, it, I've done family research projects. I've gone back. 23 and me doesn't look like Snow White's friends. Like it, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's just me. Uh, so yeah, so, but my dad was really good of, of teaching me like, Hey, when you meet people, like make a short joke. So, you know, so they'll know that you're comfortable with it. And then also teaching me if someone said something hurtful to me to have a comeback, like right there. And we would write comebacks. Like before I would go to school. Really? Yeah. We'd sit and like, write Like, okay. So if if someone says, ha ha, you're little is what you say. Like, uh, like Literally, the first day of school, I got sent to the principal's office because a kid walked up, went like, ha ha, you're little. And I went, ha ha, your mom doesn't live with your dad anymore. <laughs> How old were you? Kindergarten. That's brilliant for but kindergarten. I, yeah, but I was raised in Orange County, so we had like a 75% chance of getting that one right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I did. Uh, so then it, it was a great thing where I got sent to the principal's office. The principal was like, I'm calling your father. And I'm like, go for it. And <laughs> called my dad in his office, got hold of him. And my dad, I remember on the phone, he goes, oh, you know, he heard the story. And then he goes, "Just, I just have one question. Did he start it or did he finish it? And the principal was like, well, he finished it. But he goes, then I have no, then I have no problem. Click. Hung up. Wow. And, the, and so that's, so my dad was like kind of, even though he wanted me to get my degree, he was really happy that I, 
I was in stand up because he's like, this is what I've created. Like he, like he essentially created me as a comedian. Uh, my mom, terrified. She's deathly yeah. afraid of public speaking. Deathly afraid. So, but also you're her baby. You yeah, know? and I'm it the youngest. It makes sense. Like I can even think. My brother does stuff on the internet and post mm -hmm. videos and stuff. And I of remember the, of the whiskey ball licking. No, Is no, that's, that's not, not it. That's, that's not Kyle. That's not oh, Alex. That's oh, Kyle. So my brother okay. would post videos and okay. stuff too on the internet. And obviously on the internet, there's backlash and haters yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and my yeah, yeah. mom was always the one like that would go read the comments and then write back like he's a nice young man. <laughs> so like I think it's just a mom thing. You know what really though? Know. It's a it, it's a parent thing. Right yeah. right now, I could tell you right now, like I'm. I'm worried for the first time I'll be out in public and someone says something about my kid. I'm scared because I can take it. You say something to me, you say a hateful comment, what I don't care. But was it but you weren't always able to take it, right? You had to learn. Yeah, I I had to learn how to take it, grew grew that thick skin, and I know and it's that thing where it's like you know it's gonna happen. She's not gonna go through her entire life with Everyone just being like, oh, she's of short stature. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, my daughter's a dwarf as well. Uh, we had an, uh, my, my wife's Chinese. I'm a dwarf. We had an Asian dwarf baby. It's the most adorable thing. It's, <laughs> it's the cutest baby you've ever seen. Like, I, like, name your cute baby, baby Yoda. Fuck off. Nothing. Nothing on, <laughs> nothing on an Asian dwarf baby. Just throwing that out there. So, like, eventually she'll probably get made fun of in some way, shape, or form. And that's going to be really hard right. for me not to kill that person. Right. You, you that's what I mean? I, like, that, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, uh, how, like, how did you, like, did, did because you, I also, any of your kids get bullied growing up or, uh, yeah. Right. I did, but I don't know if I told you about it. No, you didn't tell me, but it was mm. tough. Uh, your sister did. My sister bit. did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was really tough, how do you, but it was just people were mean and it was really hard sure. not to, hit them yeah <laughs> i didn't i didn't hit them but I, I was thinking more along the lines of when your mother is sitting there watching you and yeah. your humor is about maybe dwarfism or growing yeah, yeah, up yeah. or what how people react to you yeah i'm i would always be afraid that for the exact reason you're doing it like your father mm. did it it made it okay because mm. you were you know if you're telling a joke didn't you find that other people that you were and not you're not really, yeah. but you give them license to say things to you. Oh yeah, and that doesn't really give. You're diffusing any by your humor diffuses yeah. people's thoughts totally. But some people don't get that messaging and think, oh, he's making fun of it. I can make fun of it. Yes, I get that a lot in the meet and greets afterward, where pe where people where people come up and go, hey, you know, what you should say, and 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 it's not even like a joke. No, it's <laughs> like you know. Uh, you're tiny as fuck. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, I kind of covered that. Uh, <laughs> you know, or like they have a dwarf joke, and everyone writes me dwarf jokes, and the, I know all of them. And some of the ones people write me, I'm like, I wrote that. That's on my first album. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, right. that's my joke, you know, so... Uh, that that happens sometimes. But as a mother, I'm saying you're out there and you're going, yeah. oh, I hope they're not giving these people, yeah, you know, license Mo. to yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. at instead of with. Yeah, I think my mom, she eventually saw what I was doing, which, and I kind of had to explain this to her, but I go, mom, whenever you see a dwarf on TV, it's always a, a, a writer wrote those lines, a producer is producing it, a, a director is directing it, and they're all not little people, assumingly. Um, and so it's not 
the little person's message. They're being paid, but they're delivering the message that's not theirs. This, me doing stand-up, that is authentically my message. I'm controlling it. I, I can tell these people exactly what it is and humanize this and put a face behind it to where they'll be more educated about it. And it's let because whenever you would see a dwarf on TV, it would always be, you know, the elf, the leprechaun, the whatever. So and now this is bringing that out of the fantasy world and into reality. There's a real person standing right in front of you talking about their real life experiences. And uh, I think it kind of it legitimizes that perspective. And how we just people just need I I think there's a a short uh, supply of respect in this world mm-hmm. for everybody mm-hmm. and sure, for anybody sure, sure, sure. that looks different than what you perceive yeah, yeah. to be your n- normal n- normal is. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. So I, I just think, have you ever considered writing a movie? Yeah. yeah. Your life is a movie. There's, there's two stories I want to write. One, one is my story, but then the second one, I don't have the rights to it yet. So I don't know if I should, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, there's a story that I know would be good that if someone ever did this, it would win Oscars, and I and I and so I want to be at least, if not in the movie, tell the damn story. There was a uh, group of Jewish little people. I'm not Jewish, but hopefully I could play one. Uh, in the concentration camps that were forced. Are you circumcised? Yes. Good. So you already. You have a leg up. <laughs> The third I can leg fake up. It. Yeah, I can fake it. There was a group. There, there was a, there was a, there was a group of dwarves. I, I believe they were a family, and they survived the concentration camps because they performed for the Nazis. Oh wow! Yeah, and they performed, and there was a bunch of experiments done on them by not by Nazi doctors, and they got through it through performing. And so, through, have you tried to? Who do you need the rights of? I'm trying to figure that out right now because I need I I don't even care if I tell the story. I I, I want that. I'll story help told. you. I'll help you. you I would get love that. that have you told. have you reached out? Have you reached out to the fa- do you know the families? Don't you don't have to say it here. Yeah, but you, there's there's extended members of the families. And uh, all you need is tough. you need to just. Well, it's not tough because all you need, you is, know, you can do stuff. Well, you know, but you just <laughs> need to find one person that gives yeah. you the consent. Uh, and then okay. the, the other thing is you can say based on a true story. It doesn't mm. have to be about them. Everybody who went through the Holocaust had their way of dealing. And, sure. y- you know, that's. Yeah, I believe there's been a documentary uh, made on them. I'm not sure what it's called, but uh, I, I could probably go through. But your story, yeah. you know, when you talk about what your father and he gave you a sense of humor and he yeah. built you out, there's a great and there's a great right to a big sold out concert, that, oh, I mean, you know, and albums was, and Netflix. That and, was my second special. My second special was called Daddy Issues. Right. And that's and. It's this whole thing about my relationship with my father, and then uh, it's currently streaming on on Amazon Prime, so you can watch that if you want. Uh, Brad Williams' Daddy Issues. It's a lot. It's a lot of that stuff. We'll put it in the uh, in the notes cool. underneath. Right? Thank you. Yeah, and yeah, well, he's got it. He's yeah, doing it. and uh, yeah. So and and ends with the story of my dad uh, fighting and overcoming uh, cancer. So it, it. Oh wow! Yeah, and what kind of cancer do you? Uh, have? Skin cancer. And um, the coolest part was I'm filming the special. My dad's there. The audience doesn't know my dad's there, but my dad's there. 
and I'm getting to this part of the act where I where I know like it's about that that and all that experiences that we all had. And I get to that part and I know where my dad's sitting and I'm like, I can't look at him. I can't look at him. If I if I look at him, I'm gonna fucking lose it. And then I and then of course you say I can't look at him. Don't look down. You look down. So I look at my dad. My dad's crying. Oh. I start to cry and I stop the material and I have this moment with him where I just go, thank you. Thank you for everything you did. Thank you for everything you taught me. Thank you for teaching me how to be a man. And we left that in. We, wow. We left that in the special. It's my favorite part of the special. And uh, it's just a really authentic. And how many kids get that chance to do that to their parent is actually tell them. Well, you're really, uh, you know, I'm sitting here with my daughter and, yeah. uh, you know, family and my son is, is there and Jeremy. <laughs> We don't talk about the other one. We don't talk about <laughs> but, but the thing is that that's what's moved me in all this craziness that we're talking about. Anytime mm. you hook in the family, and whether oh. that be your daughter, your wife, oh. your parents, it is so strong and so evident. So... And I'm telling you, I'm from this podcast, I'm going to go yeah. download on Amazon and watch Daddy Issues, oh, which I haven't, I, I haven't seen yet. Thank but you, you make people want to want to watch you, and you're a great storyteller. Thank you, sir. And a great orator. And you just <laughs> – no, he is. When he – and having nothing to do with uh, your life experience. I just love hearing you talk on stage and you command oh, that you. audience. Thank you. That, it's very, very kind and high praise coming from you, certainly. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it crazy, though? And I, I don't know if, if you notice this, but now that I have a daughter and a kid, it's like when anything family comes up, whether it be in entertainment or movies or whatever, like, it it hits me. It, yeah, it like that's like you with click, right? <laughs> click. <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> the movie went, click. The movie click. He yeah. went to go watch it mm -hmm. with his friend, who's also a comedian. Just them two. John Mendoza. Okay, know. okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, no John. And they came out of the movie, and they were they watched it just together, just the two of them, and yeah. they both came out crying because <laughs> it made me cry. I've yeah. heard this. To I, fast forward uh, through your daughter's uh, and, life, and you miss it, and you miss it. Yeah, and both of us uh, being comedians, you On know, up until uh, COVID started, we yeah. were out ninety percent of the time. Her first five years, she came on the road with me. But I was once on we... the road with him when mm -hmm. I was younger. But then once my brother and sister were born, we stayed home, and he was gone most of the time. All the time. Yeah. All the now, time. Okay, so you, so now I have a fascinating uh, opportunity right here because I get to talk to a uh, daughter of a stand-up comic and pretend pretend your dad's not here right now, okay? okay? Like you normally do when you're talking about snowballing and paint, paint brushing <laughs> and dog style and things like that. Like that experience mm -hmm. of having a father who's gone, who's loving you, who, and this is before FaceTime, so it's like maybe you got a phone call a few times a week, once a week maybe, but like, did you understand why he was gone? Maybe not at the very beginning when I was really young. But mm -hmm. as I got a little bit older and I could understand, I did know that he was gone for work. And mm -hmm. for me, the time he did spend with us and with his yeah. family and with his kids was so meaningful yes. that it was much more powerful and rewarding. And it kind of like it made it so the time he was away wasn't as bad. OK, so he didn't come home and then say he wasn't home now, like oh, i've been tired and yeah working, now so. i gotta go out with my with my guy buddies or go out to the golf course or whatever that like he was like home i'm home i'm gonna have some fun with my kids when he was home it was yeah. all time with the family and kids. that's good yeah and so you learned to understand 
why he was gone. And like, also it was very evident that he always put family first. Cause I remember he was working. Yeah. And even when I was in college, I mm -hmm. got, a, I had meningitis and he mm -hmm. was working. He flew, when he found out I had meningitis, he flew within an hour to come be at the hospital. And then he wow. flew me to Vegas in a hotel room where he still had to work and was mm -hmm. with me the whole time to take care of me. So no matter what, family always came first for him and it was very evident. Now with her with meningitis, were you in full <laughs> hazmat suit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> so I think she got called, college, your daughter's been diagnosed with meningitis. First, it just freaked me out. Sure. For her health. Anytime you hear your daughter's been diagnosed, there, there there's very few things that 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 can follow that like she's been diagnosed with being a genius like like like, like that's not happening no. so you're already on edge and no, did I you freaked. did you immediately have to google meningitis no i knew i know what to, oh, you know i know meningitis I, yeah. anything that you could possibly catch oh, i'm i'm a who am I veritable cornucopia <laughs> of information for he, so i knew he he's web howie yeah okay. in fact we got her vaccinated against meningitis but you didn't get the that one. I didn't get bacterial. I got viral meningitis. Oh, okay, because there's, there's, differences there's differences. There is. But then the, uh, when I got to the hospital, um, she was in the, I can't remember what the sign said, but it was a yeah. quarantine quarantine. A quarantine area. So they put me in a full mask and everything. And, and they're like, can I take this home with me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I, she, I walked in the room yeah. and she was there and I had to hold you while they gave you a spinal. That's why he came because I wasn't going to get the spinal tap and he made me get it. So yeah. for him, even though he was working, he wasn't even in California. He took the first flight he could to be there. Mm -hmm. Like it was always very evident. That and I always, even with my uh, phobias in Germany, I was uh, the guy that took you to the hospital. And, yeah. He was yeah. the one taking care of us at night when we were sick, even yeah. though he yeah. was a germaphobe. <laughs> and I'm, but I go and, sleep in a in a guest house yeah. after. But I would come in to do the nursing. Or and I've heard you tell a story that uh, I I don't know which child it was, but you've told a story before where one of your children shat all over you. Not shat, peed. Peed all over. This you. Mm -hmm. oh, this one. Yeah. Okay. It's this one. Okay, it's this one. Yes. Uh, Surprise! He had other kids after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I told that on one of the podcasts that you did, didn't, yeah. but didn't air. No, it was the first episode, and then we didn't air it. Oh, it was like a pilot episode where you're trying to. Figure yeah, it we out. were trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. those that don't know, that was a. So th this is a, a lesson. So yeah. uh, when does potty training start? Like oh, when does it start? As soon as, as soon as she can walk, it's like all right. You're gonna go so no, we, it's when they're ready. Us. By the way. Okay. <laughs> okay. I should consult my wife on this, but yeah. But the th but the thing about it, so my wife was very, you know, as a mother, because sounds like your wife too, very uh, astute at mothering and rules. Yeah. There was books and yep. like she took yep. care of the potty yep. training and it was all. And this was uh, because I'm away. This was going to be the first time that I was going to go take the baby for the afternoon. Mm. You know, she was totally potty trained. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, a father-daughter drive would be nice. That's great. So we, uh, her mom dressed her. We put her in the car and we we drove along. We're driving. I can't remember where we were going, but we were on the Ventura Freeway when Jackie here mm -hmm. says, Daddy, I got to go potty. Mm -hmm. We had left the house like 10 minutes before. I go, well, can you... Hold it, and then when we get to wherever we're gonna go, I'll, she goes, "No, I can't hold it." I mm -hmm. go, "Well, then let me just try to get off." And then she goes, "No, I'm gonna go now." I go, "You, you can't go now. <laughs> don't go now." And she goes, "I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go." I go, "Don't, Chad, don't." And I yeah. pull over to the side, and I'm on the shoulder yeah. of the of the Ventura Freeway, 
And I take her out of the car seat, and I'm carrying her. She's just like two, and I'm yeah, carrying yeah. her. And I t- the, the side of the Ventura Freeway, uh, closer to the West Valley, yeah. has all these shrubs on the side. Yeah, yeah. So I figure I'll go into the trees shrubs. there. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. So I step down into the shrubs. Yeah. It's not shrubs. It's a it's a um, an embankment oh, that wow. goes down. So my foot, I lost my footing. I'm holding on to my little girl. I lost my footing. I start to grab Jackie and I'm yeah. sliding down and twigs are breaking. Yeah. My pants are ripping. Oh my God. The blood is on my yeah. on my leg and she's screaming, no, no, no. Yeah. And, then, and we finally get to the bottom and I land in a muck-filled green puddle of goo of shit I've never seen before in my life but I'm holding yeah. her out of the water and 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 she's going daddy I got to go I go look okay all right all right all right and I undo her her mother had put her in a onesie like a yeah, like yeah, a jumpsuit yeah. yeah and so I undo it and I pull it around her ankles and I hold her under her arms yeah and say go and she goes no I'm going to make pee pee on my clothes cuz her legs were hanging below her right so I hadn't had that much experience with a, a little girl before. So I said, put your feet up on my neck. Uh-huh. Put your feet up on my, I, I take off her, her yeah, pants. Yeah, I said, yeah. put your feet up on your neck. And then thinking that she would pee down. Yeah. But no. apparently the pee follows the feet. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. So the feet, <laughs> is that from another uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's from. Uh, that's pe- peener. That's, yeah, that's from peener. App. Dad. That's, App that's, dad. That's, that's just from being dad. So I, she she goes, she starts to pee, piss, and I'm going, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. it's in my face. She's pissing <laughs> all over me, and I'm screaming, and then she starts to scream, and I'm, oh. my, I've am my i swallowed a bunch of piss, and she's yeah. naked, and she's got piss all over the clothes that were at the end of her feet, and I take those off, and she's naked, and then she, I'm covered in piss and bleeding, and my pants are ripped. And, and she I'm, says the aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> And I climb, I try to climb up, and every yeah. time I get halfway up, <laughs> uh, I grab onto twigs, and they break, and I slide oh down, God. I'm in the mud. Finally, after what seems like an eternity is probably a half hour, I yeah. make my way up through the hedges, yeah. and I'm like 400 yards from where the car is, and I come out of the embankment, yeah. my pants are ripped, I'm bleeding, I'm soaked with urine and, and all this shit, there's a naked little girl crying, covered in mud, and I come out through the trees, and a car slows down and goes, are you Howie Mandel? And I go, no, no, and they drive on, and I have to drive her home, and it, oh. I've never, this is uh, uh, the first time they've, my her, my wife has let me out with her since. <laughs> and it's only so you can go make more money. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's so, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, every, every dad, I, I, every involved father, hopefully has a story like To that. be pissed on? Something I I no, the you can ask my wife what's the happiest day of your life she will not say our wedding she will not say the day my daughter was born she will say the day that it was bath time she handed me the n- naked baby and then just confetti cannon poop all over my face <laughs> just <laughs> right right in my face oh. and that was I've never seen my wife laugh so, so hard just oh my god you know what you got to do when you when you're holding a naked baby and yeah. you're going you got to talk about it beforehand i'm going to move counterclockwise <laughs> i move I move see the, the callback i think we covered everything you want to do a prank phone call you can oh, do a prank phone call I and mean, then we'll go before we wrap it up sure. you got you got to run uh, no no not at all i i'm i'm free from baby i'll stay here all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a break so okay. here's some options that Caroline sent us, even though she's not here right now. We can call a fitness and wellness. Uh, okay. You can buy workout equipment from them. Okay. So we can ask for something that's very inappropriate. Okay. Uh, retirement place? A retirement place to maybe we want to place our, our child. 
In a retirement home? Yeah. Okay. A sperm a, clinic. Sperm uh, clinic. Reproductive health. Is there any way that... Uh, Ooh. I have sperm now. It's in a little piece of Kleenex. Can I bring it in? So I'm calling a sperm bank. Or it's a, a fertility center. Right? Yes. They have... This is a place, Jackie, where for fertility where you can... They collect. Thank you for calling the California. That's where I'm the calling. The leading experts in fertility. Mm-hmm. We are in the office, but currently helping other patients. If you know your party's extension, please dial it at any time. For front office assistance, please press one to reach one of our dedicated nurses. Right. Hmm? The nurses? It doesn't matter. Set up for reproduction. Can you please hold? Um, should I just hold it or just hold on? What are you saying? Can you just please hold on the line? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, one second. You don't know when you call a, a fertility center or a sperm bank and they say hold on. You don't know what they're saying to hold on In to. the rapidly evolving I know. World, the this is a hold. Care, the CPR will cut this out. leader with a unique and comprehensive approach. There we are. Here we go. Hi. Hi. Um, what are your hours? I'd like to come in and pick up. Uh, it, w- does it go by pints or quarts as far as uh, sperm collection? How does it go? You are you a, a, a patient of the office? No, but I I, I read about your uh, your operation there, and I'm I'm willing to come in. And is it do, do you have curb service or can I do I can I come in and pick up sperm or how does it work? What are the increments? <laughs> Let me transfer you to the office manager. One second. This looks like a job for the office manager. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to be talking right to the manager. That's how I work. All right. All right. Um, Or we can call Uber Jizz. (laughs) Isn't there Uber Jizz? Sorry to keep you holding. May I help you? Oh, no problem. So I just wanted to know the increments of uh, sperm collection. Is it pints or is it uh, cups or how does it go? And how much if I uh, do you deliver or do I just pick it up on my own? I'm sorry. We're not a sperm bank. Oh, I know. But you do sperm collections, right? Well, for patients that are trying to get pregnant, yes. Right. So what if, and that's what we're trying to do too. So how do I, uh, how, how do I, is it curbside or do I just come in and pick it up or? How do I get it? Well, when you come in for your consultation, Dr. Wu will explain it all to you, but we give you um, a sterile cup and you collect it home if that's what you want to do. Or you no, no, I want to come in. I want to get the sperm from you and bring it home to my wife as a kind of a gift. We don't have sperm here, sir. You have no sperm there? No, we don't. We're all females here. No, I'm not asking for your sperm. I'm talking about you must have sperm that has been collected in these cups. There can't no, be. No, we don't. We don't keep sperm, sir. We're not a sperm bank. No, I know. That's why I want to come and take it home. But what do you? What do you mean, take it home? I'm sorry, I don't. For understand my wife. What question is. Do you do takeout? Is what I'm saying. The the thing is that what my wife is trying to get pregnant. How do you get pregnant without sperm? You guys collect sperm in the cups. I want to come and pick up some cups. Okay. When you're a patient of the office, we'll give you some. Yes. 
You give me sperm. A cup. Not sperm, a cup. Why can't I get sperm? Can I buy sperm? We don't have sperm here. We don't have How can not you not have thing. sperm at a fertility clinic? How does I your fertility you understand? I don't. Go ahead. No. Okay. The sperm is collected at the lab. We're not the lab. Drop the mic. The clinic. Drop the mic. The sperm is collected at the lab, okay? Right. Can you That's and you are in direct contact with the lab? The lab, I, yes, I'm calling you uh-huh. to say I need sperm. I got, I have two cups. Uh, uh, well, my my wife is at home and her friend. Okay, and they okay. told me to call you to get the the sperm. So they're waiting at home, and I'm supposed to bring home a cup of this for them. I'm sorry. We don't do services like that, sir. I'm not, you know, I'm not asking you to service. I'm asking just to give me your office hours, the amount of sperm I could collect, and how do I take that one cup back to the two girls? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have the answer to that question. I, it's so simple. I have two girls, one cup. But why do you need to bring the sperm here, sir? You're not our patient. We don't collect sperm from patients that are I'm our coll- I'm collecting the sperm. I'm trying to come there to collect the sperm. So you want to use our room to collect your sperm and then take it back to your wife? No, to the two girls. We don't do that. No, I oh, don't want don't to. Do that. I don't want to use the room. I want the whosoever you. I don't care where it comes from. I just want a cup of sperm to take home. That's it. Okay. We don't have. I can give you an empty cup. Yes. That's not what. Now you're being. Are you being smart with me? I'm not being smart with you, sir. But we don't do. We don't I'm. Do I. I, I thought I was calling a professional place. Asking. And, this and, is a professional place, and we don't collect sperm here. So I'm not telling not you to collect sperm the sperm. Person. I'm telling you to give me the sperm. Just one cup give of sperm. You the sperm from where? The cup. I'm sorry. I don't understand what your question is. I guess I'm stupid. I don't no, know. I didn't call you stupid. Do not call yourself stupid. We do not use that word in this house. You are not stupid. You're a very smart person. And I have two girls here. I'm asking for one cup. It's, what do I do? You can come here for a cup. We can give you an empty cup. I have no problem with that. What am I supposed to do with an empty cup? Where are you going to get the sperm? I don't know, sir. You have to buy the sperm from a sperm bank if you're not going to use your own sperm. Why would I use my own sperm? I don't know. Do you want to purchase sperm? I can refer you somewhere. Okay, send me to the sperm purchasing. Uh, is it? Do they have it? At, there's no sperm at Costco, is there? No. Is there any? Uh, it we would have to go to a bank that has it frozen there, sir. Frozen? I don't want. We live in Southern California. I don't want frozen sperm. I'm not trying to create frozen people. Uh, what are you planning on doing with this sperm, sir? What am I planning on doing? I just want to pick it up and take it the cup to the two girls. And what are they going to do with it, sir? I think now you're getting too personal. Just give me the price, the amount. Let me come in. Answers to the questions, so that way I know where to direct you. I'm coming for the come. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Coming for the come. Ready or not? Here till five p.m. Here I come. Five p.m. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Okay. I see what you did there. Brad, you have been a joy. This has been an absolute pleasure. I love the fact that you're doing a podcast with not just your daughter, but more of your brood. More, more of your yeah. family, and uh, it you should go home and start one with your daughter. Yeah, it's just never me, too early. Just me, ta- like, yeah, it, it, it would just be two hours of me doing the phonics song with her. Yeah, that's about all she likes. Here's the poop with yeah. Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Baby girl, you like poop? Poop. She says she she says poop now. It was like it was like her fourth word. So what <laughs> was her first word? Uh, daddy. Ah. staring right at me. Did it while looking at me. Not mama. Not no, she can't. She, she she can't. She has trouble pronouncing uh, M's. Her M's come out like B's, so she calls my wife Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so Dada and Bob. I made a baby with Bob. <laughs> Me and if we're very progressive. Me and my buddy Bob, uh, we we we, we, we made a baby together. So Bob, yeah, Dada, Bob, yeah. Poop is the fourth. Poop. What was the third? Uh, she says up. So like <laughs> when we she's so random. Yeah. No, we, to pick up. Yeah. To pick her up. To yeah. pick up. You get it. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. get it. You're no, you're a she mom. always you're says it. it. <laughs> well, anyway, I can't thank you enough. This, this was is, so great. Uh, this was so great. <laughs> um, nothing else to plug and right you plug yeah everything. Uh, buy the new yeah, shirts just go to my website uh look at all the tour dates uh, if, if i'm not coming to your city um you live in a really small town because yeah. i'm going like when, when everywhere you're, yeah when, when you're going to dayton ohio like yeah there there's there, i don't know when this comes out this week next week I don't this know. is tuesday okay but uh, yes, go to my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com, click on the tour schedule, uh, look at the tour dates, and uh, see when I'm coming near you, and I'd, lo- I'd love to see in the audience, and tell me, when, when I do a meet and greet afterward, say that you're here because of the Howie Mandel podcast, so I know who was sent by this podcast, so I know if, if I should do it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so really, people, it's up to you. It has nothing to do with me. It's up really to you. up to you. I'm if you all... want to hear more Brad Williams, want Brad yeah. back on the show, we got to. I want to chase that movie with you. I'm being Let's serious. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. I can't I thank to. you enough. Do you have anything to say before we close this out? No, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Play the music. That was good. Yeah.